Welcome to Garbage and Gold, the podcast where two friends share the worst and the best about everything. Sometimes there's fights, sometimes there's agreement, and always there's plenty of snark. I'm your host, Lindsay. And I'm your other host, Lisa. If you want opinions, you have come to the right girls. We've been sharing our opinions with each other for over 10 years, and now we want to hear your opinions too. We'll tell you more about sharing those at the end of the show. So for now, you guys, get cozy and settle in for some passionate, silly deliberation. All right. So, Lindsay, hit us with that recap of As Seen on TV products. All right, Lisa, for the As Seen on TV products, it was a very interesting week of voting. Mm. Um, so, in the showdown of My Garbage, the dermisuction yeah. that does this to your face. Stop it, Lindsay. No, we're past that now. We're not past the boomerang it. of that was even worse. <laughs> You're welcome. Um, <laughs> My garbage of the dermisection going against your garbage of the Floby. Yes. You do win. Oh. <laughs> you do win. And then in the gold showdown between yep. the Ronco giant dehydrator. Yeah. And your of glove. Yeah. You do win again. Oh. Um, now, granted, there have been um, some possible voter fraud happening this week. So with if I include the votes that I do believe are fraudulent, then I do win garbage. <laughs> but, but still not gold. <laughs> I still don't win gold. <laughs> oh, wait, no, I do. I do. I do win gold. Oh, so you'd win on both if okay. you included yeah. the fraudulent oh, But vote. barely. That's not great. <laughs> Apparently, the listeners don't enjoy a classic. You know, they, they don't enjoy I, a classic. I I do really appreciate with the Ronco though of the phrases he coined that yes. were so iconic. Yes. To but wait, infomercials. There's more. Yeah. 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 yeah that's um, a big deal. And, and I, but I really can't believe. And so many. So this goes right into listener comments. But so many people were like. Um, the I'm voting for the Floby because they're that should not exist. I'm like because a derma section should exist. Like wh- what are you talking about? You think you need a vacuum for your pores that right, doesn't yes. actually vacuum anything out of your pores yeah. and is super gross? I don't understand. I don't. Understand. You know, I think they maybe would have voted for you if they had seen you. <laughs> maybe <laughs> is what would have happened. I will say watching I, it yeah. really was a lot. I don't remember me. who it is. Um, and I can look it up, but there was one person that voted for my garbage just because of how disgusted you were by it. They're like, because of Lisa's reaction. Okay, I get it, everyone. Lisa is your favorite of the podcast. It's fine. I will just be prepared to lose all the time. Not a big deal. Oh, oh, come on. Come on. It's not great when my people, like people who know me in real life, are like, oh, it's a Lisa sweep. I'm like, come on. (laughs) Thanks for the loyalty, people who know me in real life. What does that say about our relationship? <laughs> oh, man. I don't know. I took a lot, a lot of flack for the Disney Princesses episode. Oof. My friends were not <laughs> on my side with that. Ooh. Someone was just telling me that my as seen on TV product should be the air fryer. Oh, my God. You would have won hands down. I didn't realize it was a... Yeah, seen on TV product. Is it they're an- like everywhere now? 
They probably yeah. started as seen on TV. I'm guessing yeah. that would make sense. Dang it. Based on what they are. Okay. But yeah, they're so All right. good. New episode as seen <laughs> on TV products. <laughs> Lindsay wins this time. That's what we're going to call it. <laughs> Lindsay wins this time. Lisa's not on this episode. <laughs> it's a oh, is that, solo Are you saying venture. that's the only way you win is if you're not? <laughs> the only way I win is if you're not on the episode? Is that what you're saying to me? Wow. <laughs> you guys, look what you've done. <laughs> The ego, <laughs> the ego has gotten <laughs> out of control. Oh, gosh. All right. My listener comments, I wanted to give a shout out. There were two different people that mentioned this as seen on TV product, which is the Turby Twist, which I think is a thing that you put on your hair after the shower to like keep your hair dry. I just use a regular towel. Same. So I feel like this is not a product that I need in my life. I know right. how to twist a, twist a towel and keep it on my head. So I recently like on was on like a trip with somebody who was like 20 and listens to the podcast. So this is all about you. And she was like, how do you do that to your hair? Because I like showered and like twisted my towel. Yeah. And she's like, how do you do that? I'm like, how do you not know how to do this? Right. So apparently just, we are know. we are abnormal. I mean, oh. we all knew that, but <laughs> put it in the van we know how to put the towel on <laughs> our head right. without having a special product <laughs> Woo-hoo. go us <laughs> yes all right so that was the only listener comment i had this week it was just the turby twist shout out which they think is great we don't need it because we're professionals exactly all right and now we are going to select a winner from our subscribers who have rated and reviewed and subscribed and sent proof of that via dm on instagram or twitter mm-hmm. so we are still choosing between one and 12 and it's number three who is Lindsay? oh wonderful all right not this Lindsay. Not, i was gonna say Lindsay. it's not me i didn't <laughs> i didn't enter myself into a giveaway that'd be amazing <laughs> Oh, it's the co-host <laughs> of the show. Great. I, can't, I can't wait to get my merch. <laughs> this is Lindsay H on Twitter. So we will get that to you this week. Congratulations, ma'am. We'll be running this through the end of March. So if you haven't done it, there's still time. Get still in there. plenty of time. Totally. All right. I think that's it. Now let's get on to the show. <laughs> This week, we are deliberating the garbage and gold of 1990s and 2000s teen dramas. This is a topic Lindsay actually kind of cares about, so she <laughs> should be happy like to be here. teen dramas a lot. It was hard to pick garbage, because I was like, even if they're garbage, I will totally still watch I know. them and love them. I know, I know. It's hard. I should also add that this topic was actually user-submitted when we had a poll on our Instagram uh, way back when. Excited to hit this up. All right, research time for everybody. I know it's your favorite, Lindsay. Research. <laughs> I wish I could put that visual in there so bad. Okay. (sighs) A teen drama is a genre or type of drama series that focuses on teenagers and young adult characters. This came into prominence in the early 1990s, especially with shows like Beverly Hills 90210. And after 90210 was successful, 
writers and producers realized it and then it kind of exploded from there because the teenage demographic was pretty much previously ignored before that. So more often than not, teen dramas have soap opera elements incorporating one or more ongoing story arcs spanning several episodes. The characters have to deal with dramatic ups and downs of friendships and romances while facing an array of issues thought to be typical of adolescence. This was a very easy topic for you, Lindsay. It was not super easy for me because mm-hmm. I did not watch a whole lot of teen dramas growing up. Shocking. I know. Yeah, imagine that. I was way more into like the X-Files and WWE than I was mm. watching teen dramas. The face Lindsay is making at me right now. <laughs> okay. WWE? Who are you? Me! I'm me! Girl. As a teenage yeah. girl, you watched WWE. Okay. All right. Oh of course my. you did. Of course I did. Of course yeah. you did. Of course I did. Oh, my God. That was, like, the golden age of wrestling, too, with, like, Stone Cold Steve Austin. And do you did you really never watch wrestling ever? No. Never. Oh, never. God, that's Never, never, never. But you know what? I did watch just a few of them, and some of the ones I watched, which are not included in my discussion, are Hey Dude. Do you remember that show? Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was on Nickelodeon. <laughs> so Didn't terrible. grow up with cable. Oh, that's right. That's right. Uh, California Dreams and also My So-Called Life. Those were the ones <gasps> I did partake life. in, mm. but pretty much raised on um, Mulder and Scully and <laughs> The Undertaker. So <laughs> it's more my speed. <laughs> All right. So, Lindsay, as someone who did partake in teen mm. dramas and loves them very much. I do. What is what is your garbage from all of these beloved series? So while I do love the 90s, 2000s teen dramas, I really got into them more in the 2000s as I was I was looking through what I was going to pick. Um, yeah. So like I, I was a I had an awareness of Beverly Hills 90210 and yeah. Melrose Place was Melrose Place. Yeah. yeah it, was, it was a little more young adulty and Dawson's Creek. So I watched Dawson, but I oh, wasn't yeah. like devoted to Dawson. Um, yeah. But this is going to be another one where people are going to be like, this is my childhood. Don't go after my childhood. Oh, yeah. Yes. Uh, my yes, garbage teen drama is The O.C. The O.C. created by Josh Schwartz, re- debuted in 2003 and lasted for four seasons. It was an ensemble drama revolving around the young adult community of the Orange County, California area. The series centers Mm -hmm. on Ryan Atwood, a troubled but gifted young man from a broken home who's adopted by the wealthy and philanthropic Sandy and Kristen. Kirsten. Kirsten? Kristen. Cohen. I never watched the OC. I have no idea. Okay. Ryan and his foster brother, Seth Cohen. A socially awkward yet quick-witted teenager deal with life as outsiders in the high school world of Newport Beach, California. Ryan and Seth spend much time navigating their relationships with girl next door, Marissa Cooper, and Seth's childhood crush, Summer Roberts, and the fast-talking loner, Taylor... Townsend. I don't remember Taylor Townsend at all. Storylines deal with the culture clash between the idealistic Cohen family and the shallow, materialistic, and close-minded community in which they reside. The series includes elements of postmodernism and functions as a mixture of melodrama and comedy. Thank you, Wikipedia, for that excellent 
excellent overview. As I was exploring these teen dramas, what I really saw again is there are these archetypes of characters that you see in TV shows. So there's the brooding leading man who yes. who is misunderstood and like has yes. anger issues and all that oh. kind of stuff. Um, Let me love you. Let me love you, brooding <laughs> man. I want to fix you. I just want to fix you. Uh, there's always a girl next door character but she usually ends up being rebellious and difficult and there's always the super popular best friend who's bubbly and whatever and there's usually a geek but like a geek that is also like in real life real hot and it's not like the OC doesn't even try to hide them they are just out and proud with we are going to live into the archetypes so while th- this show did bring us some great things, Chrismica, which because the Coens were a blended religious family, they celebrated Christmas and Hanukkah together, and Seth Cohen called it Chrismica. It also brought us great things like more Adam Brody in our worlds. Oh, yeah. Because we do love Adam Brody. Ooh, Seth Ben Cohen. McKenzie's in this too, right? Yeah, Is but... Ooh. Ooh. Yeah. So we have Adam Brody, who is... Gracing our screens. It is the star making turn for one Rachel Bilson. Yeah. Hello. Looking at you, Heart of Dixie. What a great show. (laughs) And the theme song was the Phantom Planet California song. Yeah. Yeah. So why the OC is garbage? There's really just kind of two big reasons. The first is the writing. The writing for the OC. Just a little, you know, cheesy. So uh, what I found on IMDb today is one of the taglines for the OC is Orange County. It's where all the beautiful people live. All of them. All of them. All of them. All of them. If you live anywhere else, you are not beautiful. Sorry to break (laughs) it to you. (laughs) And then in the first commercial, all I remember is there was like a volleyball game or something on the beach and... Ryan Atwood, who doesn't belong, he gets yeah. like knocked down, and one of the California oh. guys is standing over him, and he's like, "Welcome to the OC." Beep. That is intense. Sand volleyball. It's intense. <laughs> apparently, I don't. I don't know if it's sand volleyball. They were on the beach. Ryan Playing got knocked down right okay. by his emotions, probably. <laughs> Just let me love you. <laughs> one okay. critic called the writing of the show aiming to be understood by dogs. Some storylines that you might find on the OC include Marissa, the main character, dying at the end of season three in the arms of her former boyfriend, the brooding Ryan Atwood. Random affairs of the parents, weird hookups, marriage troubles, divorce, alcoholic mom, alcoholic girl next door, super cool and with it dad, Drug use, death of alcoholic girl next door, motormouth Seth Cohen who finally lands the super popular Summer Roberts and then has to choose between two different girls because, of course, uh, all the girls love the geeky yet hot guy. Of course guy. they do. And the other reason why it's garbage is real bad acting. So both of the mothers on the show are played terribly by bad actresses. They might be good okay. at other things. It could be the writing. Ben McKenzie's sullen thing, like he did for four years. Dude, you live yeah. in California. Go sit in the sun for a little bit and like <laughs> let it heal you. Finally, Misha Barton as Marissa. Oh, okay, she is pretty, but cannot act her way out of a paper bag. Ooh, correct. Yeah. Yeah. So it's hokey. It's shallow. It's cliche. And while it started off kind of okay, like it was all right. 
even the creator of the show has admitted that season three was just not good. And it is a miracle that it made it to four seasons. It should have ended after one. It should have probably ended after like the first scene where Seth Cohen is like introduced and you've heard the theme song. And then it should just end scene. Fade to black. Yeah. Yeah. And then just play the, the theme song for the whole hour. So that is my garbage. The OC. I get it. Right. It's it's part of your childhood for some of you. Yeah. yeah. But it's I not think great. What I appreciate is that they really leaned in to the archetype cheesiness. Because I, rem- I again, I did not ever watch the OC mm. then or now. But I remember it just commercials or whatever I saw of it was very soap opera-y and dramatic. And I feel like they just really leaned into that. And I respect that, that they were like, this is what this show is. It is ridiculous. And there's a bunch of pretty faces being ridiculous. And they just went for that. All right, Lisa, I cannot wait to hear what is your garbage (laughs) 90s, 2000s teen drama. Lindsay, I could not have gone farther from what you chose if I had planned it. I really could not. Shocking. We should we should admit, okay, so Lindsay and I pick our garbage and gold separately. So we don't like plan this, like any of this. We don't yeah, so we don't coordinate at all with these things. <laughs> My garbage yeah, I gotta bring it back for a minute. I mean, we do double check with each other to make sure we haven't picked the same yeah. thing. But but we don't we don't come come in knowing the other person's reasons right, why research. Or or, yeah, yeah 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 we come in blind with that. All that is to say that that makes my garbage so much better because it's just so opposite of yours. And my garbage nineties two thousands teen drama is Animorphs. What? Uh, I think I Animorphs? Speak, I think I speak for almost everyone listening <laughs> when I say what. You don't know Animorphs? No! I guess it was on Nickelodeon and you wouldn't have had it. Mm. Oh, Thanks for bringing it up. Okay, Animorphs was on Nickelodeon from 1998 to 2000. Was it animated? No! I'm going to tell you about it. Just hang on, hang on. It's based on the book series written by K.A. Applegate. And the story revolves around five people, Jake, Marco, Cassie, Rachel, and Tobias. And then there's an alien named Axe. And they... (laughs) So it's Alf. No, it is not Alf. They are able to transform into any animal they touch. So that's where the name comes from. Animorph. Animal morphers. Wait, okay. Animorphs. So the five humans can can morph? They can. Why why can they morph? (laughs) You are such a mom right now and I'm so into it. So the humans can morph? (laughs) I I am legitimately (laughs) holding my brow. In in a, I'm thinking real hard, but I can't figure it out. Maybe I am just a pretty face. The Animorphs can assume the form of any animal they touch. There are several limitations to this ability, however. The Again, most vital... how do the humans do it? Because they live with the alien? Just as they obtain the ability to transform into any animal they touch. So, so then they're not think... humans. They're mutants. I think they are humans who gain an ability. It's like a human who can play the piano, Lindsay. They're still a human. <laughs> no, 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 With no. an ability. No, no, no. Because you play the piano by practicing. Do they just touch animals until they turn into them? <laughs> because that's weird. I, li- I, you listen to the OC. Let me just. I'll sit back and listen to this, <laughs> and reserve my judgment. <laughs> okay, back to the limitations of the animorphs. I'm not. I'm not gonna say it. I'm not gonna bite my tongue. All right. Yep. The, the limitations most... of the animorphs. Here we Thank go. You. 
Here we go. The Buckle most up. vital is that they can't stay in animal form for more than two hours or they can't go back to being human and the morph becomes permanent. So if you touch a turtle and you don't change back to your human form in two hours, you are a turtle for life. <laughs> no. I know. So you got to be careful. Other limitations include having to demorph back to human in between morphs. So you can't go from being a turtle to like a jackrabbit. Like you have to go human in between. Good, because a turtle wouldn't be able to catch a jackrabbit to turn into a jackrabbit. Wouldn't be able to touch it. <laughs> I guess you're right. That is that is fair. I'm sorry. You, Again. Can, you find the flaw in my logic right there. <laughs> Sorry, Otherwise, sorry. this is airtight. I'm so sorry. Continue, continue. I can't wait to learn more about animorphs and the humans that can randomly morph. <laughs> Who knew? What a time to be alive. They have to constantly maintain concentration during a morph to prevent the animal's natural instincts from overwhelming the human intellect. Mm. So they still have the brain of a human when they are in the animal form. Another bonus to them being in the animal form is they can communicate telepathically with anyone nearby. Now, while it seems like this should be right up my alley because I love anything science fiction, I still demand quality. (laughs) And Animorphs lacked this in every way, shape, and form. And here's why. It took what I think is a really cool idea, but it made it too juvenile and lost all the integrity. Like, changing into an animal sounds super dope, but... It added too much lore and depth to it, so it did all this world building, but then it still tried to make it for kids, and then it was like, it didn't really land anywhere. Like, it wasn't for kids, because it was too heady, and then it was just too cheesy to be for, like, teenagers or adults, so it just doesn't really land anywhere. So much of what was out there for teens in high school uh, and realistic drama, this was an opportunity for something different, and it just fell flat. So things like the OC... And Boy Meets World and whatever, like all that stuff that was out there was very much realistic. And this was a sci-fi fantasy bend on that. So again, very appealing, but it just, they did not execute it well at all. It was so terrible. The biggest failing of this, honestly, is probably that it was ahead of its time in terms of budget and just design so can you imagine what the cgi and whatever else was like in 1998 not good not good did you ever watch power rangers and a little brother yes oh my god yeah yes yeah absolutely i miss cgi from the 90s yeah power rangers is dope well i love power rangers well no, what? no, no, I look, okay, back up. I love Power Rangers, but the CGI okay. in Power Rangers okay. is not great. So just- I thought you were saying you did not like Power Rangers and we were going to need to have just a minute to sort no. that out real quick. I mean, that's fair. I miss, that's fair. I miss the old one that's half Japanese. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, that's fair. So while I am always and forever a sci-fi fangirl, I have to claim Animorphs as garbage for 90s, 2000s teen dramas because of those things. And by the way, If you have never seen a cover of one of the Animorphs books, do yourself a favor and give that a goog real quick. You will not be disappointed. Oh, I hate it all (laughs) so much. Nightmares. Don't don't Google that. That will give you nightmares. Yeah, Animorphs. There you go. There you go. All right. So, Lisa, your garbage teen drama is (laughs) Animorphs. And mine is the I like OC. that you have to say the word. 
Animorphs. <laughs> Those are the garbages. All right, so hit us with your teen drama gold. Before I officially launch into my teen drama gold, there was a discussion. If you know me, you know that I do love Gilmore Girls, and it was a teen show in the 2000s. However, based on your research, it does not fit the category. So for those of you who are going to write in, what about Gilmore Girls? I Believe me, I love it the most of all the shows. So I had to go with my second favorite teenage drama. And yes. that is Friday Night Lights. <sighs> Ooh, Friday Night Lights. So good. God, that music gets me too, though. Yeah. Ooh, that music gets me. Okay, sorry. So Friday Night Lights was inspired by Buzz Bissinger's nonfiction book, Friday Night Lights, A Town, A Team, and a Dream, that was released in 1990. And there was a 2004 film based on that book. So the series' primary setting is Dillon, Texas, a small, Uh close-knit community in rural Texas. The team coach is Eric Taylor and his family, Tammy, Julie, and Gracie are featured, though I think we can all admit Julie and Gracie are the worst characters. So the show uses this small town backdrop to address many issues facing contemporary American culture, including family values, school funding. What teen dramas are talking about school funding? <laughs> Friday Night Lights. Racism, drugs, abortion, and lack of economic opportunities. It is about a football team, but it's about a town and the way they respond to a football team. And then Tammy Taylor starts like working at the school as a guidance counselor and she gets involved in students' lives. And you you not only follow the football team, but you follow other students and you see their private life. And, and it just is, it's so complex and interesting. And when you, the first time you figure out that Matt Saracen lives with his grandma because his dad, I know. Because his dad is is deployed and his grandma has memory issues. And FNL was a critical darling, but struggled to find ratings and was almost canceled after the second season. And I believe there was even for one of the later seasons, like a write-in campaign to keep it. Uh, So it never really found a great viewership. It's totally similar to you and me. People watched it after the fact. Why is FNL gold, you might ask? And you should really think hard about yourself if you don't already know. I know. So one of the reasons is I grew up in small town Iowa, in rural Iowa, and it was all about football. Like, we won the state championship my freshman year. Like It's a big um, deal. It is a big deal. Our football team was so good my freshman year, they had never played a full game. Because in Iowa, you can 50-point people. And so they would 50-point opponents (laughs) by the second half. So, like, they never played a real football. Yeah, until the playoffs, they weren't playing real games. I remember road tripping to games, to away games, and wondering, like, on Friday when going to school, like, if there were any new relationships because the girl would be wearing the guy's jersey. Yeah. So you could, like, figure out who was dating who. My town just lived and breathed football. And so this show filmed in Texas in a small town using a lot of footage from actual high school football games. It just feels super familiar and real. Another reason that Friday Night Lights is gold is you just want Coach and Tammy Taylor to be your parents. Yes. So Coach is super. I don't know if I want Coach Taylor to be my dad as much as I want him to be the love of my life. But I mean. Same. And I want to be Tammy Taylor. 
Absolutely. Um, coach, the coach is super laid back. He's wise. He's funny. He cares about his family. Kyle Chandler is gorgeous. Oh, also he's so pretty. Ooh, yes, 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 yes. And Tammy Taylor is what every girl in America wants to grow up to be. She's yes. smart. She's yes. tough. She has yes. perfect hair. And she she's drinks gorgeous. wine out of really large wine glasses. She, she is. Does. She is goals. And that relationship between Coach and Tammy is so equal. And you can yes. just tell they like dig each other. They just they like each other so, so much. Yep. Another reason why Friday Night Lights is gold is the acting performances. So yeah. this show is actually filmed in a very loose kind of way. So what they would do is everyone would get a script but they would do very little rehearsal and very little blocking. And what they would do is they would just kind of put actors into the situation, have three cameras running and go with it. And so you were allowed to improv and say things and develop things in your character. As long as you stayed with the basic plot points, there was a ton of freedom for actors. It also launched the careers of Taylor Kitsch, Jesse Plemons, Minka Kelly, Uh Scott Porter, a, yep. a young man, Michael B. Jordan, maybe you've I heard know. of him, oh. and Matt Loria. Another reason that Friday Night Lights is gold is the writing. So while Friday Night Lights totally does cover all of the stereotypes of teen dramas, they right. do it in a way that it doesn't feel like a stereotype. And right. it doesn't gloss over the bad stuff. So characters right. get caught breaking the law and they go to jail. In this beautiful writing of the TV show, there are two phrases that just hit America right in the feels. The first is clear eyes, full hearts, can't lose. Yes. And the other is Texas forever. <sighs> I don't, I'm not even from Texas. <laughs> I know, I'm getting some feels. I'm just getting a little bit of feels. The very last reason why Friday Night Lights is gold is two words, Tim Riggins. God, Yes. Ultimate broken boy. Yes. Let me Tim Riggins love you, Tim. Is every girl's dream. He's the <gasps> reverse of the manic pixie dream girl. So like there's yes. always like Jessica Day, <laughs> like, I'm adorable and great. This is the opposite yes. of that. This is yes. this is the male version yes. of that. So yes. Tim Riggins, played by Taylor Kitsch, he's got a great yes. face. He says very, very little, but the more we learn about him through the series, the more we find out he is this tortured soul with a terrible home life. (laughs) He doesn't seem to care about much of anything. And girls everywhere, we line up because we just want to fix him and we want to make him happy. (sighs) And so that is the ultimate reason why Friday Night Lights is gold. Again, an archetype. Obviously. Yeah. But such a, like, interesting, beautiful archetype. Yeah. Oh, Tim Riggins. I'm just saying right now, Lisa, good luck beating Tim Riggins. God, it's so good. Mm. All right. So, Lisa, I want to hear your gold. That's hard to beat. But I also have a cult classic, so Mm. I'm feeling good about mine. Yeah. It is... The American teen comedy drama television series created by Paul Feig and Judd Apatow, Freaks and Geeks. Oh, that is a good one. Yes. Good one. Thank good you. choice. Thank you. All mm-hmm. right. So Paul Feig also directed Bridesmaids and the 2016 Ghostbusters. Judd Apatow has done a bunch of things, but mm-hmm. that includes 40-Year-Old Virgin, Knocked Up. So they are the people that put this together. 
Freaks and Geeks is set in the 80s, but it was on NBC during the 99 to 2000 TV season. The show follows gifted high schooler Lindsay Weir, who befriends a gang of freaks, so they're like slackers, and her younger brother Sam and his geek friends, which is where the show gets its name. So there's Mm -hmm. these two factions that they're kind of following. 18 episodes were completed, but the series was canceled after 12, and a fan campaign persuaded NBC to broadcast three of the remaining episodes, and the rest of the unaired episodes went that fall on the Fox Family Channel. And similar to Friday Night Lights, it launched several careers of its young actors, such as, maybe you've heard of these people, James Franco, Mm, Seth Rogen, Jason Segel, Linda Cardellini, and Busy Phillips. So, yeah, there's some hard hitters in there. There are, for sure. (laughs) All right, so here are a couple reasons why Freaks and Geeks is gold. Like I said before, Lindsay's friends constitute the title Freaks, so those would be Daniel Desario, Ken Miller, Nick Andopoulos, and Kim Kelly. Sam, her brother, those are the geeks, Neil and Bill. The weird parents... Harold and Jean are featured in every single episode. So you also have that layer of parenting with this, which just made it feel not quite so archetypal. Like we had talked about with the OC is it feels more of just like a well-written, well-rounded show because you have all those elements there. Right. The authentic tension in Lindsay wanting to belong, but having no idea how to do that was so well done and really well acted by Linda Cardellini. The freaks accept her, like, kind of, but it still forces her to figure out who she is and why she matters. And they really explore that, too, in a really authentic way. And I like that a lot. Also, the romantic tension between Lindsay and Nick is the absolute best. And it's so cringe. And it's so choice. And it's like every relationship you ever like your first relationship you ever had where you just like everything is awkward everything is wrong but you just have so many feelings you don't know how to process them that is Lindsay and nick and it is oh my god it's so amazing i love it so much sam is the brother and his group of friends are those geeks they include neil who's played by sam levine and bill who's played by martin Starr. so again is a significant actor today Mm -hmm. And they navigate a different part of the social universe and try to fit in. And so you kind of have a naturally built-in A and B plot every episode. And sometimes those overlap and sometimes they don't. The geeks are amazing because they're small, awkward, D&D-loving, quintessentially uncomfortable preteen boys. And the show just nails that constant discomfort. Like, they're so uncomfortable in their own skin. And it just shows you that, like, right there in your face. It does not shy away from that. Freaks and Geeks is gold because it was one of the first shows to provide an honest but not overly dramatized view of what high school is like and the social tensions and the awkward interactions. But also, it really hits on that empowerment and self-discovery that I personally really like to see and also that I think we yearn for as humans in this world. It's well acted. It's well directed. And because it got canceled early, it left us wanting more. And that made it all the more of a cult classic. And the absolute 90s, 2000s teen drama gold. Okay. That's overstepping maybe. But it's true. Like it doesn't have, (laughs) it it could very easily though have had like a season three, like Friday Night Lights where you're like, ooh, Uh this is not, this is not great. Yeah. Becky. Who brought Becky into Friday Night Lights? Oh, God, Becky. First of all, Becky, stay in your lane, okay? Yeah. You leave Tim Riggins alone, girl. 
Go do your beauty pageant. Whatever. Bye. <laughs> Go. All right. Uh-huh, uh-huh. So my gold, Friday Night Lights. It's I don't I don't know how you beat it. It's got everything: football, romance, drama. You're gonna beat it with uh, freaks and geeks. A, ran- because it- a random murder <laughs> by the nerdy guy trying to impress a girl, and Tim Riggins. And large wine glasses, and uh, you have... <laughs> you have Tammy Taylor. That is really a huge disadvantage to me. But yes. you know what? Because I did I Google, uh, how do I get Connie Britton's hair? Yeah, I did. <laughs> I did do that. I'm just going to admit that in case yeah. you want to check my search history. That's yeah. fine. Animorphs and how to get Connie Britton hair. <laughs> <laughs> There's no shame. Um, so Friday Night Lights is my gold. Your gold is yeah. Freaks and Geeks. And now, listeners, yes. it is time for you to go and... Decide what is the actual '90s 2000 teen drama gold, <sighs> and tough. cast and garbage, and cast yeah. your vote for our garbages and our golds on our Instagram and Twitter accounts at Garbage Gold Pod. And remember, you have to vote by Thursday at 8 p.m. Central Standard Time. That is when I do the tally. Make your voices heard. We'll share the poll results on our next episode. And while you are out there voting. Please subscribe, rate, and review our podcast and tell your friends because we like to make new friends and talk about old TV shows. (laughs) (laughs) We do like to make new friends. If you feel so inclined to leave a bad review, you know what you do? You type it up and then you just delete it because we don't need that negativity out in the world. We don't. We don't. As a super special incentive, any listeners who subscribe, rate, and review our podcast are entered to win some exclusive and super rad garbage and gold swag, and we are going to continue this contest through the month of March. That's right. All you have to do is send us proof of your subscription, rate, and or review via DM on Twitter or Instagram at at garbage gold pod or a screenshot to our email address garbagegoldpod at gmail.com and you're automatically entered to win some seriously cool swag seriously that's it we're trying to get our podcast rolling and we'd love your help and your help is rewarded so it's a win-win for everybody but wait there's more the exciting news the thing that lisa has been trying to spoil for weeks <laughs> Drum roll, please. (laughs) That was great. Thank you. Thank you. (laughs) We are now getting Garbage and Gold merch. Yes, that's right. We're going to do an on-demand merchandise order through the month of April. The whole month. The whole month. So you can put in your order for Garbage and Gold shirts, sweatpants, drinkware, and more. I do. I have a garbage and gold tumbler that I love and I post about it on social media. And so if you're going, how come I'm never winning those free swag things? Uh, Do not do not fear because you will soon be able to buy all your own stuff and represent the podcast out in the world. I am so excited for this. I love my garbage and gold merch and I can't wait for more people to have it. I want you to have all the things, all of them, all the things. Yes, yes, it's so great. It's so fun. So, okay, so we're done with the self-promotion for now. We just have a lot of feelings about it and all the things. Please join us next week when we deliberate the garbage and gold of... Road trips. Are we going to talk about the road trips we've taken together? <gasps> we could. That we would be could. a fun feature. That would. That'd be fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah we've yeah. done a couple. It goes with our gas yeah. station food. So if you're wanting to prepare for 
the road trips, go back and listen to the gas station food one, and then you'll know what we've been eating on our road trips. All right. So we will catch you next time, guys. Bye. Bye. Bye.